welcome back to ASD A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we do encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and we continue our conversation with Dr. Gutstein concerning the heart of RDI, the guiding relationship, mindful guiding, and mind guiding. As we continue our discussion, Dr. Gutstein answers my question concerning parents and anxiety and the mindful guide relationship. What is mindful guiding? Dr. Gutstein continues. Well, what I love about it is what I always love about RDI, and it's the same here. It's as much about the guide as it is readiness as it is about the student, because no matter how many times we're told, we tend to lean on, is the student ready? And it's so much about the guide. And you were just speaking about anxiety, about disengagement. As long as that's still there, the guide isn't ready. That's right. And, and it may be there for a very good reason. In other words, and I say it's both of them, it may be because the student will disengage, right? So it may be that, you know, it's telling you the relationship yet isn't ready. It's not yet telling you who it is, but it may be that, you know, there's this missing piece. Right. Their mutual investment in this relationship and, and energizing it and keeping it going. My two and a half year old realizes that I'm the, I'm the source of, I'm still the source along with himself of his growth. And he's so invested in his growth as he should be that he wants to stick around with me. He's also, again, beginning to see that he can do a bit of that on his own, which is mm -hmm. really nice, but it's not in any way interfering with the idea that this is primary. So I, you know, it's, he doesn't really, he's not really thrilled if I say, I'm going to walk away and go upstairs for a while. He said, no, Papa, stay down here, stay down here. He doesn't always want me now to be in the midst of everything, but he wants me to be there to help if he needs it, to provide the emotional, what we call autonomy support, mm -hmm. while he is experimenting. And at times to set limits as well. When he gets tired and he gets, starts to get disorganized, for instance, his play with trains can rapidly become wanting to crash and break them and destroy them. And I know that after a nap, he has to go in his stroller, whether he likes it or not, walk around the block till he falls asleep and get a nap because he's getting very disorganized at that point. Now, he's not asking me to do that, but that's one of the other reasons I stick around because he has that, you know, like any two and a half year or any child who's just developing this mental capacity, they're going to wear out. You're going to start to see a deterioration in this and you're going to have to set some limits as well. In this process, not something you can do all day long. I mean, because like when we have a guiding relationship, in the sense of you know uh, challenging and just all day long, I'm saying, well, you couldn't do that with anybody. No, um, it's impossible. You know, he he wears out, and any any child, no matter what age, who's just starting to develop this neural capacity, this mental capacity, they're going to have. They're not going to be as strong yet. They're going to wear out. They're going to get tired. You're going to start to see a deterioration, a desire for more repetition. By the way, nothing to do with autism. Desire for less organized types of things, um, more controlling things. I see the same thing in my in my grandson. John has nothing to do with autism, and I say autism in a sense has nothing to do with autism, but it has to do with the fact that he's now sort of doesn't have the resource, mental resources, to maintain that growth-oriented direction. That you know, I talk about stability maintaining. Well, you wind up with below a threshold of mental resources whether that's through fatigue, illness, uh, vulner other vulnerabilities, you, you can see that sometimes rapid movement from growth 
related growth seeking to stability maintaining in, in a typically developing child as well throughout the course of the day, especially a young, very young child like that, right? So that's another function, you know, of, of a guide. So again, we're not talking about perfect all day long functioning, are we? But we are talking about sufficient experiences where the guide, as you say, is not having to feel anxious that the relationship is not primary for both of them. Hmm. Right, it's, it's, you know, and they know that that doesn't have to be worried. You don't have to worry about that. They're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna, uh, it, 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 when the child wakes up from that nap, it's not they're suddenly gonna not wanna hang out with you or they're gonna drift away. They're still invested as much as you are. There's a mutual investment in that process. That's, I think, and, and that becomes something you don't have to question. That's when you have a guiding relationship in place. And at that point, when you wanna shift, and you want to say, okay, how do we use this now, right, for specific elements of growth for that child? Um, and that's when we start to move into dynamic intelligence. Right? I, I think what you said uh, toward the beginning, too, was really critical. And I want to go back to that for a moment. It's not just the guiding relationship. It's the mindful guiding relationship. And that as consultants, that's we're true. in that parallel process of remembering that, that that's what's important. That's right. It's mindful. And it's the, uh, again, that parent can be mindful of what, we, what I just said, which is, hey, I feel relaxed about our relationship. I'm not perfectly relaxed about raising this child. I mean, it's, there's tensions, there's always stresses. But the one thing I don't have to worry about is, is this relationship going to be there tomorrow, an hour from now, five minutes from now? Is this mutual investment in us something that is ephemeral, something that I have to continue to work towards? then you're still in the GR development phase, right? right? Once that both parties are, if you can clear that both parties feel that mutual investment, I think then you move along. Now that doesn't mean when you start to, and the other point is when you start to um, move into mind guiding, which is usually, which is what we refer to as um, using the relationship to develop the mental self-functioning of that child, you are gonna have to, as a guide, learn some new things there's a mind guiding training that you have to do. You start to reemphasize certain things. So it's not that your learning is over as a parent. It's that your, your anxiety about that, that, that child is invested with you is over. And, and that's a permanent change. You know, that's that sigh of relief that I don't have to chase this child anymore. I may have to sometimes limit them and grab them when they're, you know, doing things they shouldn't be doing. I don't have to chase them to have a connection. They want it as much as me. They want, and when I say a connection, connection is a bad word, um, a guiding connection, a connection for learning, for growth. Because it's not just that they're attached. We're not talking about attachment here, although that's a prerequisite, obviously, earlier down the line. I'm talking about the child who wants to hug you and be held and, 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 you know, and stay close to you, right? Again, that's fine, but that's not sufficient. A child who wants to be involved with you and it co-experiences for their own development and their own growth, who is excited by being with you because they don't know quite where, where they're going to go next, what they're going to be trying, what you're going to be doing together. There's a familiarity mixed with an uncertainty, a very pleasant uncertainty of well, what are we going to do with this framework next? What are we going to do in this activity next? And they're willing to experiment and try things and introduce things as well as you are. Um, there's that mutuality. So that's, 
I hope that's sufficient. I mean, I hope that people can, you know, in, who are here today or people listening to this uh, can use that as a criteria because until it really allows you to, as a consultant and as a guide, to consider how to invest your own energy. Yeah. That's right. And to be able to somewhat resist that tendency to very rapidly focus on the child's uh, uh, developmental objectives, as opposed to obstacles that might be getting in the way of the child's functioning as an apprentice or foundations that need to be in place for that child, like motivational foundations. And they're more, more, more motivation, by the way, not skill foundation, but motivational foundation for that child to desire that apprenticeship and provide that energy. Certainly, that is part of what you're doing right but you're not yet functioning you're not yet fo you know focusing on developing um higher level conceptual knowledge you're not focusing on developing um narrative developing uh, decision making developing um you know, many many different areas that we do start to focus on when we move into a dynamic intelligence framework um, right. And I, I do think that when you have one thing kind of excitedly looming out there, DI program, you, you can try to rush that guiding relationship and it just can't be done. It has to, it takes time. It takes time yeah. for that mindful relationship. Right. And, you know, when you're working with, that's right, it does take time to develop that and you can't rush it and, and you need to be focused on what you're building. If you keep switching from skill to motivation to this to that, uh -huh. you're not going to build anything. We're not going to ever get rid. Of it. But when, the, but you know it. You know, I think there's a clear experience from parents and professional consultants that when it's in place, we can feel it. And again, it's not perfect. It's not that that child is always. It's not about compliance. You know, 100% compliance. That's not the issue. The issue is investment in maintaining this relationship, engaging because of growth, because we want to see what's going to happen next, because we know that this is the place where things happen that are to my benefit, if I'm the child. So we want to keep it going. We want to, we don't want to lose it. We want to maintain it. We're as invested in it as our guides are, right? So that, that I think is, is a critical piece. Well, and there's such, a, there's such a power when parents realize that they have the influence on their child's development, that that's what's going to happen. But the other power comes, as you see with your two-year-old, when the children start realizing they have an influence. <laughs> so but that's, a, that's what you want. That's right. And it's not always pleasant. But also, <laughs> the other part, pl pleasure comes in when you see them trying to autonomously self-communicate when they're starting to self-narrate sort of events that are happening you see them in the car seat behind you and they're starting to figure out what you've been doing and, and and use their own language to do that when you see them trying to do tasks even if they're tasks that are too hard for them and you have to you know back them up a little bit you see them moving towards that competence and wanting to become more competent on their own um, as much as when they are with you and they are available for your guidance it's more directly. Those all become the things that are motivating for you. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's not achievable when the primary anxiety is them disconnecting and walking away, them losing, you know, them, them not valuing this relationship. Mm -hmm. That becomes a predominant thing. And it's not going to change. I mean, as long as that's the feeling in this relationship, as long as that's a predominant feeling, 
then you can't really work on growth. You can't get anything else done. That has to be addressed primarily. It's not that we live with that. And, and I think that's the, one of the major distinctions between RDI and other modalities is that uh, some of the other modalities assume that that's just going to be there. So they have to use a lot of external reinforcers or a lot of other odd things to do. But we assume that that is going to be the number one thing that we're going to move past. We are going to have that motivation in place. We are going to develop that intrinsic, powerful mm. desire for growth through the relationship. And that is going to be our prerequisite for moving on. And thanks for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.